shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Amen, Stephanius. Amen. We give you praise in Jesus mighty name we have prayed we have worshiped in the name of Jesus amen hallelujah amen we give you all the glory we give you all the praise I welcome you again now it's afternoon already uh, to life meetings amen uh, is a new location for now uh, praise the name of the Lord I like it already it's, it's a nice space uh, we, we thank God for enlarging the hearts of the owners of this house uh, to open their doors to us. Amen. Uh, as, as peace has come, the door of peace, so shall peace reign in this home in the mighty name of Jesus. I say we bring peace in this home. Uh, peace, peace and peace. Season of peace. Uh, I say season of peace. Season of peace shall call upon us all in Jesus' name. Amen. I praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We give you adoration. Are we ready in the house today? Uh, let's open our Bibles to the book of uh, Romans chapter 10. I'm reading from verse 10. name of the Lord. Uh, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It means that once you speak it, you begin to seal it. Uh, most times you only speak things that you are confident of, not so. Uh, so when you believe it, the next, the second evidence of faith, of that you believe what you have heard, amen, is what? Is that with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, verse 11 says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Believeth. It's a continuous thing. It's not that you believed yesterday. We, every day we believe. Amen? Uh, whosoever believeth in, on him shall not be ashamed. For there, is, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom in whom they have not heard? You see, so before you can even believe, there must be a hearing. Praise the name of the Lord. And we not just say here, a believing one day is a continuous believing. If it is a continuous believing, then it's also what? A continuous hearing. I don't know if I'm communicating. I, I don't know if I'm communicating. If believing, if I, okay, I believed in Jesus five years ago, do I, am I still believing? And to be believing, now that I believe in, say for example, if, um, uh, first of all, thank you, Effie, for the worship. Thank you so much. 
Uh, I know you also did it last night for us. So the Lord, appreci uh, we appreciate you. The Lord appreciates you. Thank you so much for your labor of love. Amen. Um, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. For example now, let me just use Femi for example. See, if you believed in Femi five years ago, am I communicating? And Femi has been teaching you from, for five years. You get me? And what Femi was teaching five years ago is not what Femi is teaching today. You get me? So if you are not believing what he's saying today, what does that make you? <laughs> you get me? It means you are not believing. You get me? I, I didn't see what believing is. Believing is a continuous. So Jesus, if you are believing Jesus, you will be progressing with Jesus. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Yes. You will be progressing with Jesus. Amen. Am I communicating? If you are believing Jesus, you will be what? Progressing with Jesus. So he says, how then shall they call on him whom, in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom? It means in whom they have not heard. It means you must be hearing Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. There is no one stay forever saved. Do you get me? And it's not that you have to be hearing doctrine of Christ per se. You just going to church is a believing. Do you get me? Even if they are teaching that milk, at least at that level you are believing. Do you get me? Iron sharpened iron. Say, do not forsake the garden of the, uh, of the brethren. So I'm not even want to now put it too high that you have to be hearing doctrine of Christ, hearing what we are teaching before you are they call you a believer. No, just by hearing every, even if it's every Sunday, you are hearing it. Then they have, you pray, they pray, and you too, you say in the name of Jesus. It means at the level that you are at, you are believing. You get me. You are believing. You follow them to say in the name of Jesus. He say in Jesus' name, they open simple scriptures. You will prosper. In the name of you will say amen. You are at the level you are at. Do you get me? As the level as you are able to relate with Jesus, you are believing. Amen? But if you are progressing with him even beyond, he wants you to be believing at that frequency. Do you get me? You have to keep believing. Does this make sense? Yes. Let's go on. And so believing is tied to what? Hearing. Say, so how can they believe if they have not heard? Praise the name of the Lord. So, what? So, let me just use the example of church again. Let me just um, really calm down. If, say, pastor has not seen you in church for six months, I'm not saying in COVID time, and I'm going for church for six months, and you have not moved church, what would they, they would turn you to prayer points, would they? What was what the prayer point? That Brother James has backslid it. Uh -huh. Are <laughs> you saying that? So it means that Brother James is not believing anymore. It doesn't mean that he's not born again again. Do you get me? But if Brother James stays in that direction of not believing, eventually he can kill that spirit again. Yes. So backsliding is sliding back to unbelief. That's what it means. Yes. So on any trajectory you are on, if you keep on that trajectory, you will end up in unbelief. Am I communicating? So, if a man is not hearing, eventually he will turn back to being an unbeliever. Over time now, you know, the way if you pluck a branch from a tree, for one or two days, the leaves is still green. Do you get me? So these things, they, oh, how God's timing is different from, we, we expect, oh, does it mean that uh, one day? No, it's not one day. Over years. Over years. I remember several years ago when I, 
I went to Calgary. I was, you know, chilling with uh, uh, Pastor Jeff on Ottawa then. I was in Calgary then. And it was just just a roommate, the person's house he was staying at, he was renting for the summer to work. It was a white guy, a Caucasian, sorry. Uh, I don't know if they call is it okay to call them white guy, uh, Caucasian. Um, and the, the guy, they were just having a conversation with the guy. Do you get me? Having a conversation with the guy about Christianity. He got telling him that he's a Christian. Uh, the guy said he doesn't believe in that stuff anymore. Uh, so Jeff was like, oh, what happened? Do you, so that means you used to believe. This guy used to go to church for uh, 20 years of his life. You get me? Well, I was there, he wasn't really here, he wasn't believing, he, was, he had issues with what they were saying. And he was staying there, his unbelief was increasing. Then he by himself now took himself out. Do you see that? And then years later, now he owns this house, he has rented the basement to Jeff. And now he doesn't even believe anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even believe what? Anymore. So it, does, it takes time. Do you get me? But if you're on the trajectory of no longer hearing, whether it's at milk level, meaning simple level, am I communicating? Or at meat level, or at strong meat level, whichever it is, if you're at the level, if you, whatever it is, you're not hearing anymore, you are on the pathway back to unbelief. Mm. Amen. Mm. Not just, it, it, so you are not yet an unbeliever, but you are in the direction to being an unbeliever. Amen. So you, we need to what? The key is to continuous hearing. In fact, our lifestyle is to hear. Is our default, am I communicating? Is our default heart posture is to hear. Amen. Amen. Is this simple enough? I, I started very basic. Hearing is, so hearing, hearing Christ is the foundation of your life. Amen. Is the root of your life. Do you know something? When something is the root of your life, when everything else fails, what you always fall, you know, when, when you always fall, when you're depressed, the all you turn back to. Do you get me? You know, when I'm depressed and I want to uh, encourage myself, I don't turn to movie. I'll first go and hear first. After I've heard, then I cannot watch movie. <laughs> it means your natural fallback posture. Your natural fallback posture, natural fallback posture is to just read a little scripture. Your natural fallback posture to solution. Even if you have the solution, no pastor don't even mention it in the last comment. That's not even if you have the solution. Sometimes it's better to just wait for God. And that waiting, go and find out what God is saying. Go and read scriptures first. Yeah. Do you get me? Praise the name of the Lord. Your natural fallback posture should be to hearing and hearing. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Right? How shall they hear without the preacher? Verse 15. Uh-huh. Verse 15 now says. Chapter 10, it says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? Now, as it is written, it means that before a preacher is sent, he's prepared. And who is the master preacher? Jesus Christ. They call him the good teacher. Master. Uh, if Jesus walked in this room, we'll just, I'll just stand up. Yeah, sit down. Take back. I'll be going. <laughs> Ordinary four, you get another with Jesus. <laughs> in that close by group. I say, okay, um, somebody has walked in. Uh, <laughs> amen. Praise the name of the Lord because preparation. Amen. Prepa- they've been prepared. Preachers. Jesus. Jesus is actually God's preacher. Jesus is actually God's preacher. Amen. amen. What did I say? Uh, in comparison to Jesus, we are false. 
<laughs> I say in comparison to Jesus. Amen. And there are others who are comparing to us. I also false. <laughs> you get me? In comparison, I can't. I can't be teaching when Jesus is there. It, it means that what? What am I teaching? I'm teaching false doctrine. If Jesus is there and I'm and I'm teaching. Amen. In fact, it's by His help that we haven't teaching, and it is not even too accurate self. <laughs> Am I going? <laughs> he says it's not too, too accurate. <laughs> uh, I, I know where we started from. The kind of inaccuracies yeah. from a number of years ago. We haven't getting better. We are not even biggest. It's not even too accurate. So, in, do you get what I mean? It, that's why he says he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows. So, if one of his fellows is there and he's there, that fellow is a false preacher. Because it's not, it's not fully accurate. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's see what this Jesus brings. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of what? Peace. Peace. The gospel of what? Peace. Peace. Do you get me? And bring glad tidings of what? Of good things. Now let's see it again in uh, in uh, Romans, uh, Isaiah chapter 52. What that gospel of peace is. We see those two concepts again. As God will help us this morning. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Go ahead. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace. Wow. That bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation. It means that the best good tidings, when you finish good tidings, what has happened? Peace has been published. When you finish good, good tidings of good, see that's an extra one, then salvation has been published. But to, today we are focusing on peace, not so. Yes. We are focusing on what? On peace. Now, why? I, I love the word as I love the Lord publish. Amen. Can we say publish? Publish. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Before a newspaper is published, all the pages will be full, not so. Do you get me? All the pages will be full. Then it is now published. It means that here, if all the good tidings is not full, peace has not been published yet. I don't know if I'm communicating. I'm communicating. I say what? If all the good tidings are, and what is those good tidings? Gospel of peace. Hear me. What are those good tidings? Gospel of peace. So, is there an example newspaper? Maybe a flyer newspaper. I just want to show it. <laughs> it's resulting somewhere. I, I want I us to understand today because we are going to be going a bit further today. Amen. Amen. That, no. Okay, that one should be okay. That one should be okay. That's okay, yeah. That's okay. I was thinking newspaper in my head. But this is perfect. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So you see this, this paper now, they call it AMA Insider Fall 2020. So this is the publication for Fall 2020. Do you get me? And when you open it, there are many things in it. If one single thing that is inside it is missing, they won't publish it yet. Do you get me? If one, one piece, let's say they've already, they, have they not tried? Let's say they finished everything, <laughs> but the back, they don't have anything to put on the back. Well, they, they will not publish it yet. They will go and look for advertisers or go and look for anything to just put at the back. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I know many of us here know that there was a time I, I had an accident 14 years ago. And um, 14, I think, for, yeah, 2006, uh, I drowned. I was in the coma for 10, 10, 10 days. And then I, I woke up from coma. And then I think the, some of the people that knew me or knew they called Edmonton Journal. So Edmonton had to come and took the story. And they put me on front page. Yes, if you, if you go online. Yeah, they put me on the front page of the Edmonton Journal. Amen. <laughs> but it's because they didn't have news. <laughs> if, if they had better news, they put me inside the... <laughs> They get me or just not. They didn't have news, so the 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 headline was that uh, a guy who just came from uh, immigrated to Canada uh, f spent five minutes underwater. Yes, that was the story. Drowned. I like after. I like after five minutes. What are you saying? Oh, <laughs> you actually had to do. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> That was, I didn't know that. <laughs> that was me. Uh, but they had to publish their paper. And so this, this, this news, uh, they just had to fill the paper. Amen. And they can't publish paper without it being full. So where am I going? That to publish peace, we have to hear and hear and hear. All the tidings that they want to publish. Yes. After all the tidings have been published, then they will now say what has happened. He published peace. Praise the name of the Lord. So this morning we are going to just introduce some of those things. There are many things to publish peace. Amen. There are many things to do what? To publish peace. So let's not feel like we've known everything. We don't know anything. If you have the posture that you don't know anything, then you can, it's easier for them to publish more, to bring more tidings to you. Because if this paper is 90% full, only the back is empty, you can start boasting we've tried. It's not easy to fill all, the, all these things now. Look at this. It's not easy. We've filled all of all these things. It's not easy. But when, imagine, so people can get here and be like, you know what, we've tried. We are tired. We're exhausted. <laughs> In fact, by the time you get here, you definitely feel exhausted. There's no way you don't feel exhausted. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of us know that in our early exams, 
to get the first 80 percent you you labor you get me to get the next 10 percent is it's almost like every every additional percent any additional 10 percent you have to study as much as you study to get the 80 yes. percent am i communicating mm -hmm. to get the additional 10 percent am i communicating yes. so how much more imagine if you are 90 percent you are excellent i'm already an a student in fact, thank God is helping my mind now. Then, if I get 90%, I want to go study again. Wow. <laughs> I say I have better things to do with my time. I have other classes that maybe I'm at 70%. I, I used to use mathematics to calculate my studies. I just wanted to have, I, got, I, always, I used to work too. So I just wanted to have, I wanted to be efficient. So if I'm doing well, too well in a class, I will douse the anointing. <laughs> And increase the energy you get me for another class to balance it out praise the name of the Lord so to get every to get to excellence amen you have to hear almost as much as you've been hearing since to get to peace and peace is excellence praise the name of the Lord are we together in the house, please? Let's see it. We'll just be comparing scripture with scripture. God, God will want to introduce these things to us just to see the, the path to peace. Amen. Amen. The path to what? To peace. Let's see Romans chapter 1. Verse 16 and 17. We all know it. I'm sure by now you can have just off the cuff of your head. I'm safe with your voice in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the power? Oh, wow. <laughs> but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It means that, what is this gospel of Christ again? In Romans chapter 10, what do they call it? Wait, in Romans chapter 10 that we read, what do they call it? Gospel of peace. Amen? So what is, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of peace. Amen? For it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Meaning, article to article. Amen? For the publication of this paper. Amen? From the first page to the second page to the third page, righteousness of God before every page is a faith page. Am I in the house? Are we in the house together? Every page is a what? Is a faith page. Righteousness revealed from faith to faith. Amen. Amen. Can I continue? Aha. Uh -huh. Now we we'll just lay the groundwork for the message. Now let's see Hebrews chapter seven. Aha. Uh -huh. Hebrews chapter seven. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Hebrews chapter 7. But I actually want to, I'll, let me just start from chapter 6, verse 1, because that's what led to chapter 7. Because they want to discuss perfection. Am I communicating? So, it's, it's chapter 6 that led to 7. Amen? So, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, first. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to what? Uh-huh, that's what we're to lay. So, it means that now, Paul wants to begin to discuss in Hebrews the things that pertain to what? Perfection. Or the pathway to what? Perfection. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I read verse 20, the last verse of Hebrews chapter 6. Are we still here together? The last verse of Hebrews chapter 6 says, Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever, after the other of what? Melchizedek. Now, what, what is high priest? Anything higher than a high priest? It means the high priest is perfection. Not so. It means the high priest is what? And if, if Jesus was made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, it means you can learn, if you understand what they began to, they began to discuss Melchizedek. If you understand Melchizedek's story, you understand the pathway to perfection. Wow. Hmm. Because Jesus was made a high priest after whose order? Melchizedek. So it means Melchizedek was also a high priest. Melchizedek actually has some skills of laying hold on perfection. Amen. And then, so now let's now see what it costs, what makes perfect. Yes. So when you see what, what makes Melchizedek, then you can see what makes perfect. When you see what made Melchizedek, which also made Jesus, praise the name of the Lord, then we can see what makes what? Perfect. What makes high? You know, whenever they use the word most high, high, that's, in his, uh, that's the most holy place. That's perfection. It's the realm of, they are, perf- they are perfect beings that, re- that dwell there. In- including, even the angels who dwell there, they call them perfect. Those cherubims. Not so? Uh, Lucifer was a cherubim. They said, that was perfect in all thy ways. <laughs> that was perfect in beauty. That's less of the sun. Perfect in beauty, full of wisdom. See, let's out the song. Anything that has to do with that, uh, that realm, that realm, anything that has to do with that realm is high and perfect. And so that's after the order of Melchizedek. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. That's after the order of Melchizedek, meaning it's after the order of perfection. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house today? Yes, sir. Amen. So, as we begin to unearth Melchizedek, we begin to unearth the pathway of perfection. So, let's see Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 1. Thank you. 
Okay, read, help me read. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God. Just one and two is okay for now. Who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave the tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness, mm -hmm. and after that, that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Are you saying so? It means it takes two for perfection. What does it take? Righteousness and peace. And what does it mean when someone is a king? It means someone is a master. Yes. A king means you've mastered the subject. Amen. You see, when, when you've, you've mastered the subject of righteousness, then you master the subject of peace. But I want us to note this afternoon that it's not two subjects, it's one subject. When righteousness has finished, peace has been published. <laughs> when, God, when, Jesus, when he begins to talk, and thou, and thou shalt call you a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. He said, I'll put upon you the name of my God and my new name. Anything new, it means that because of what you have finished, you attain the next the new name. So the gospel of peace is the gospel of righteousness yes. until it becomes peace. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Whew. Wow. Glory to God. Wow. Why? Because if, let's use 100%, right? Say, say 100%. 100%. So 100% is excellence. So if, let's say you are at 90% righteousness, it means you are still at 10% unrighteousness. Let's see Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 8. We can just read from verse 1, but I'm going to 6 and 7. It's, it's actually the Romans is a story of that leading. Okay. Um, Effie, help me read. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So pause. It means if you go on the pathway of the spirit, mm -hmm. this is it's not just, you know, we've quoted it alone, and we just stop at it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No, that's not what he said. He says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. It means that in, in the moment you enroll in the school of the spirit, mm -hmm. where you are heading to is a place called no condemnation. That's how they talk. That's biblical language. Whatever road you are on, they begin to call you the name of that end of that road. Because they know that as long as you don't transgress and abide in this road, you will get to the end. That's how they talk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so when they are saying, uh, I will bless you with peace, don't, 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 don't be boasting that you, have, you don't have the peace. <laughs> yeah? They are saying they've opened the door to peace. You don't have the peace. <laughs> they are saying that you they've opened a door for you to enter a road that if you enter and roll in this road it will end up in peace please keep reading for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, 
that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit but after the spirit now pause now pause i want to establish that the ministry of the spirit that spirit of life is the ministry of righteousness before so it's very clear before we continue second corinthians chapter 3 from verse 6 to 9 yes who also hath made us are we all there are we all there second corinthians chapter 3 from verse 6 to 9 go ahead who also hath made us able ministers of the new testament not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter killeth but the spirit giveth life but if the ministration of death written and engraven in stones was glorious so that the children of israel could not step asleep behold the face of moses for the glory of his countenance which glory was to be done away how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious so what ministration is it of the spirit now let's read next verse for if the ministration of condemnation be glory condemnation again much more that the ministration of righteousness so what ministry is it what ministration is it righteousness so the ministration of the spirit equals the ministration of righteousness so when it says for there is therefore now no condemnation to them who walk, who are in christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit it means those who are going after righteousness that's the reason for the word of righteousness Is spirit becoming more non on the this spirit is simple spirit is not levitating spirit is not flying in the air spirit is sitting down and learning righteousness hi they bastardize spirit. they don't be too spiritual because they bastardize spirit spirituality spirituality not spiritual men are the normal men we are so normal <laughs> we sit down and hear righteousness that's the ministry of the spirit yes. it's Satan that does that things in the body makes people see it does it when yes it's like it's a spiritual man every time you know sometimes even when you just hear that James is spiritual is a spirit cocoa spirit, then your mind you start formulating your mind you start seeing thoughts about you're not seeing the person in one, one eye you get me just the satan satan has bastardized what the, the, the definition of what it means to be spiritual mm. what it means to be spiritual is very simple sit down and learn christ mm. you are a spiritual man yes. righteousness does that help somebody yes, we are not weird people we are the most normal on earth mm. <laughs> amen. amen praise the name of the lord so a madman is the one who thinks he's normal. Am I communicating? And everybody who is not hearing righteousness, they are not okay. They're actually not okay. You will see it in that Romans chapter 8. They are not okay. Hmm? Praise the name of the Lord. Please, let's keep reading Romans chapter 8. Okay, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh, do you mind the things of the flesh? But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. But to be carnally minded is death, but mm. to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yes. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Now, suppose it says to be carnally minded is what? Death. Death. 
and to be spiritually minded is what life and peace actually life there is righteousness that leads to peace yes word of righteousness word of life we read it in first second corinthians chapter 3 for the letter killeth but the spirit giveth life and we know spirit is righteousness so righteousness is life wow hey every time you are hearing righteousness what are you are hearing life and that life should lead to peace if you continue in it am i communicating somebody now there's one thing i wanted us to bring it says for the the carnal mind is is there on the next one the carnal mind read it because the carnal mind is enmity can we all read it together the carnal mind is what enmity against hey what is the opposite of enemy Peace. Am I communicating? What's the opposite of enmity? Peace. Are you now seeing where this thing is going? So if you have been hearing righteousness and you have 90% righteousness, you still have 10% enmity inside. That's the problem. And as long as you have even 0.0.0001% enmity against God in your soul, you have not yet made peace. You have not attained the fullness of peace. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What is enmity? And this, you know, a lot of these issues are initially it starts in the heart, but after a while, God has ministered enough to us. Am I communicating? Uh, and then, uh, and then, what happens? The thing now moves into the mind. If God has ministered enough to your heart, God has won your heart. Then the next thing is your mind, because heart and mind make up soul. Praise the name of the Lord. If you, Father, you look like a cold, uh, warm-blooded. Hello, you see this cold? Hello, this your strength. You are padded. As in, it's retracting. Hello. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house today? So this is the this mind. This is the challenge. Heart the mind. That's your soul. So righteousness will be coming. This is for with the for the with the heart, a man believeth unto righteousness. Am I communicating? Righteousness will be coming to the heart. Righteousness will be coming to the heart. Then by the time it begins to enter into your mind. Is now translating into peace. Then until he has won all your mind, then you have now made peace. How do I know we have, it has not won all your mind? For many of us, where's the first the first person we accuse if something doesn't work in our life? So, <laughs> it's not God. <laughs> Am I communicating? Ah, that's all. <laughs> the first, if something doesn't work the way we want it to work, the first accusation is God. Why? You know, the same way Satan is a terrible guy. That guy is a restless boy. He's accusing both up and down. He's accusing you before God in heaven. Then he will now come to you and accuse God in your soul. <laughs> If you can understand that, you've beaten him. He will go to heaven and accuse you against God. 
based on something that you have done. Why God is still trying to determine whether what to do or not to do? He will now come and accuse you so that you will now do more. <laughs> to be too much to anger God so that he cannot accuse you more against God so that God cannot rest. <laughs> He's a terrible fellow. <laughs> huh? Please leave God alone. God is good. He's not the cause of your problem. Hmm? God is not the cause of your problem. God doesn't do evil. The person you should accuse is Satan. If anything happens in your life, accuse Satan. Tie, every, tie the thing on his neck. He's the one that caused it. He goes about like a what? Roaring lion looking for who to devour. He is our enemy. God is not your enemy. Sometimes God may not give you what you want, but mark my word, it's called want. But God has always given you what you need. Always. Always. Please think about it. Is there one day you've gone hungry? One day that you've not eaten the whole day. There was nothing to eat. And literally, it's not, it's not like maybe you, didn't, maybe you didn't buy food and you were lazy to cook. <laughs> like, is it one day that is nothing in your freezer? Zero dollars to buy anything and nobody to even help to bring food for you. Has there been one day? Can you check out? Please, is there anybody here? There's never been. Has there been one day that you've gone naked? There's no clothes to wear. All your clothes are small, too small for you. You have to throw them away. Even though you don't like it, I'm not talking about the clothes that you don't like. That we have with one million clothes and we say we don't have anything to wear. <laughs> That's not what we are discussing here. <laughs> eh? <know>, ladies. <laughs> And you look at the wardrobe, you're like, oh, you don't have anything to do. Oh, okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> don't have anything to wear. Ah, so that one, if you say you don't have anything to wear, don't blame God. Because you have something to wear. It's you, out of your want, that you say you don't want anything to I don't have anything to wear. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Not all our lusts. Not all our wants. Can I continue, somebody? Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. This is awesome. So what is the problem, Effie? What's the problem with us? Canal mind. Enmity with God. Now, many of us here will say that we are not enemies of God. Yes, it's because you've learned a lot today. You've dealt with a lot of the enmity. You get me? But it's not complete yet. It's not complete yet. Hmm? Excuse me, why are we still even sluggish to come for meetings? <laughs> huh? Are you late for work? <laughs> huh? Why the sluggishness? It means that even though you, you know that you are going to be there, you know that you love the world, but yet, why that, that last sluggishness is still an enmity? 
Hmm? It's still what? It's simple now. Why, do, why can we not give all to God as we give all to some other things? It's still anonymity. It's because we don't still fully trust somewhere. This is, this, is, this is a problem. I want us to open our Bible to Isaiah chapter 26. From verse 1. So they say enmity. You must die. You must die, oh. Who is there? Someone should read, help us read. 26 verse 1. Verse 1. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Mm-hmm. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Mm-hmm. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Hmm. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Are you seeing the issue of mind again? Mm-hmm. But the first one was what? Righteousness. Mm-hmm. Then the second one is peace. Please, let's read it. Let's see it well. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted Because it, But the first one was what? Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation... What did, what, what did they keep? Truth. Uh, what have we been keeping? Truth. They say, sanctify them, O God, by thy word. Thy word is what? Truth. But that's not enough. The next one is now... Mind. He keepeth them in perfect peace, whose minds are stayed on thee. Fixated on thee. Meaning, at that point, God has taken over the whole soul there. Sluggishness has died. But it starts with righteousness. Keeping truth. But you need to keep it until your mind is stayed. Then you will turn to peace. Perfect peace. And some people were wondering, ah, oh, this thing, don't stretch, this thing, don't stretch us more. Excuse me, when, you, when peace, when the peace of God that passes on sun is upon you, what, excuse me, what is your enemy again? You don't know, when, when this kind of peace, think about, when this kind of peace, perfect peace, it may say perfect peace. When this kind of peace comes upon a man, let me just use an example, because many of us come from a country where there was no perfect peace. And even in the flesh. Do you get me? Arm robbers. Do you get me? Law and order. Now they call it SARS. <laughs> there is no SARS in Canada, is there not? <laughs> Although there is a little bit of another kind of one. Eh? Do you get me? But there is not that. Thing. So people, when you are living in Nigeria in the flesh, what is happening? You are not at peace. But the day you bought visa and came to Canada, how many of us sometimes even leave our doors open? Hmm? Sometimes we just leave our door open. In Nigeria here, that we haven't doing meeting, that we left door open, we put the door open. In Nigeria, we won't leave door open, no. <laughs> when you come, you knock on the door. You now say, who is it? <laughs> you now say, they now say. <laughs> and not even door, before you get to the door, they now lock the gate. They will first, so they first screen you from the gate, then screen you at the door. Why? There's no peace. Wow. In the flesh. 
Are you seeing what peace? So if you are at peace, do you know it eliminates a lot of labor? You know that labor, that, that minding, oh agitation, we don't want our robbers to come. We have to, you know, all those things take your time. They take your energy. When you have come to peace, a lot of things that take your energy, God will deal with them in your life. I don't know if you are communicating, it's what it's to go for peace. It's what it's to go for peace. Please. Are you are you with me? Listen, are you with me? It's what it to go for peace. Mean and how do you go for peace? Righteousness. You keep hearing righteousness. You keep hearing truth. You keep hearing the word in season and out of season. Hearing upon hearing upon hearing upon hearing until every enmity is dealt with in your mind. Until you can turn no more. A man who has made peace can turn no more. A man who has made peace has become a pillar in the house of my God. And he shall go out no more. That's a man who has made peace. Where there is nothing. What shall separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus? Angels or demons? You know some of us, they can still separate us. Do you get me? It means that there is still some things that could potentially happen in your life. That you will vex for God. And you say you are not doing it again. Hmm? What is peace? Where there is nothing. What, what do I say? Nothing. Nothing. No shadow of turning. Nothing shall be able to separate you again. You've made peace with God. And what is separation from God? Who can help me catch that terminology? Death. You get me, so it means that making peace deals with death somewhere. Making peace, oh my god, making peace breaks the jaws of death in your life. Anything that will potentially make you to turn from God or separate from God, making peace does what breaks the jaws of death in your life. We must make peace, oh, huh? I said, we must make peace, oh. Because he will keep him in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on thee. Amen. What is the name of the Lord? What's the time? Okay, 30 minutes. He shall keep thee in perfect peace whose minds are what? Stayed on thee. This is, this is our cause. This is the door that has been opened unto you, Chioma. This is the door that has been opened unto you, Fini. This is the door that has been opened unto all of us here in the house today. And those who are streaming online. In fact, it's a season. You know, that is said, Reverend said uh, in the course of the past week, in one of the uh, writing the vision prayer meetings, he says that don't joke to this, this is a season of reward or a season of inheritance. That's why it looks like though it can just be like that's a No, don't don't joke with the season. It's a season of inheritance. It's a season of re- reward for some. Reward is eternal life. Inheritance is life and peace. So you know, is is in when the jail said it normally comes as a thief in the night, not so. And this, I'm not talking of him coming in the flesh. That's, that one is different. Him call, you see, that's First Timothy chapter 6. 
you'll be hearing and hearing. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Keep this commandment without spot until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. That one is in your soul. That's peace. Keep this commandment without spot. What commandment? Fighting the good fight of faith, which is hearing and hearing by the word. You will keep hearing and hearing righteousness till the time comes that all of righteousness has been formed in you. That's the appearing. No. And every time that he wants, there's an appearance or he wants to appear, whether it be in the spirit, in the soul, in the body, he comes as what? <laughs> as a thief in the night. When people are tired of hearing revelation, that's when he comes. When people are saying, what are they going to say again? Hmm? What do they want to talk again? When people's hearts have given up, say, okay, yeah, 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 we're still hearing you. We're still part of everything, but you're not really hearing anymore. That's when he comes. That's the reason for the... <laughs> That's the reason for all the admonition this morning that was coming by the Spirit. Mend your hearts. Because God knows in this, in this season, it's easy for hearts to grow cold. Not because you hate God or anything. Just because you, you feel like there's nothing more. But there's much more. It's for perfection. It's for peace. Let's see Melchizedek again. Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness. That's his name, Melchizedek. Hmm? That's his name. Righteousness. The meaning of Melchizedek is what? Is righteousness. Then a man who has finished righteousness inherits Salem. <laughs> Am I communicating? A man who has finished righteousness inherits what? Salem. So Salem is the land he inherited as a reason of becoming the finishing righteousness. So before he became king of Salem, he was first Melchizedek. He was first what? Before he became what? Salem. For example, now, uh, just think about it normally. Let's use our, uh, we have a prime minister in Canada, Trudeau. Before he became prime minister, do you get me? He was doing other things. In fact, before he became prime minister, in 2010, he joined the um, MPs, what they call it, the House of Parliament. So it was House of Parliament for five years before he became what? Prime Minister. Do you get me? And while he was, while he was, while he was an MP in the Parliament, he was taking portfolios, he was learning different things. Yes, they have uh, what they call shadow cabinets. 
Meaning those people, the, the party who is not in power will also form a cabinet who will be uh, who will be critiquing his, his, his member opposite from the party that is in power. So Trudeau was a shadow cabinet for many things because like, they were trying to prepare him for Prime <laughs> Minister. So then every year they were giving him different photos so he can diverse his learning. So he can master all the all the ministries of Canada. So those those boys have been preparing him since. Or shadow cabinet for economy, shadow cabinet for intergovernmental affairs, shadow cabinet for this, for that, for youth, all those things. They're just giving him different portfolios so he can map because they knew his style from his father. They knew he was going to become prime minister, so they're preparing him. So, what was he learning there? He was learning the righteousness of the Liberal Party. Yes. Learning all their policies, all the favor, all their righteousnesses. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. So you first become the king of righteousness first. Then when you have learned all the righteousnesses of God, then they will now give you a land to inherit. It's called peace. Salem. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jerusalem comes from that word Salem. So Salem is peace. The root word Jeru, if we go into the Hebrew original concordance meaning roots, rock. You know they call Jerusalem the city of peace, but Jeru, root word, actually means teacher. Wow. Yes. Actually, the root word of Jeru is what? Is teacher. So Jerusalem actually means teacher of peace. Hmm? Teacher of what? You know when Paul will write in the book of Hebrews chapter 5, then he says, For the, why in the time ye ought to be teachers? Ye have that need that won't teach you again. What should be the first principles of the oracles of God? It means, first of all, king of righteousness means teacher of righteousness. Yes. <laughs> Amen? Because a teacher is a king. Or a priest, you can call it as well. Means a master of righteousness. So he has mastered the skill of righteousness that is able to, now he has mastered it. When they talk about skill in Hebrews chapter 5, that he who uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. See that skill, that thing is what they, that's what brings kingship, what brings mastery, what brings priesthood. Is that skill, you learn how to, so you learn righteousness and you now learn how to use the righteousness. You now become a king of righteousness. So that's why he says, do not just be hearers of the word only, but do what? Be doers. It's in the doing that you gain kingship. Amen? Can we say it together? It's in the doing that you gain what? Shh. A little quiet. Quiet. It's in the doing that you gain what? Kingship. Another word, what am I saying? Is in the doing that you gain mastery. Is in the doing that you gain, you gain experience. Is in the doing that you gain experience. I'll use nothing. A couple of nurses here. Amen. But that's why you have to do practicals, right? Or clinicals. Clinicals is for mastery. Uh, so that you will not just be a righteousness nurse, but you'll be a king of nursing. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You'll 
made master of it. It's the reason for clinicals. It's the reason for those exams. You know they call it NCLEX, you know they call it? I don't know how a gland has cut out people's hair. I have to take time to sit down and study this. <laughs> why, why did they stretch you? Just like that? I don't know, it's not just by book. They make sure that you is application. If you can't apply, you won't pass. Hmm? If you just come with theory, you will not pass it. So I know I got I know some of you people that your top phones do about it. They also they don't think that they call you world. Do you get me? That they used to study for NCLEX. That the people will tell you just won't go and do use you world alone. Because in you world they there are questions and answers. So many applications. <laughs> Amen. So there's a textbook, read the textbook, but mostly you need the U world. Meaning you need the application. Because this exam you need mastery. So that's what kingship in the spirit means. When it says, for he has made us kings and priests, it means he has made us master kings. Amen. Amen. <laughs> New environment for them, right? They are exploring. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I said mastery, didn't I? So God wants us to learn righteousness. And the next one, master righteousness. As we are mastering righteousness, it will now begin to turn to peace. Another word for peace is all judgment. Say it's all judgment. Where do we make judgments of what to do next? Is it not in our minds? Are you saying why mind? It means you would have mastered what God likes, God's righteousness, that you now begin to use it for how to think. And when you now use it for how to think, leave it out, experience, is now gaining judgments, God's judgments in your soul. And excuse me. Excuse me. The one who sits on the throne, has anybody ever threatened him? Why do you think so? <laughs> he has judgment. He has understanding. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways. It means that you can't even, you can't even approach how he judges. How he judges always secures peace. Always puts him at a place that is above. That enemies can't reach him. He's faultless in his judgment. Aviel is increasing energy. <laughs> well, he has a sister, a big sister, who also puts him in line. Elia <laughs> <laughs> is a bully. <laughs> And the energy bonnets. Uh, oh, there's grace for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, before you, before you have children, you want to know the people do it without children. It's after you know that there's a grace for it. There is. There's a grace for it. There's a grace for it. And it actually ties into what I'm saying. 
how the grace for it comes is by doing it. You master how to manage them. Yes, because every child is unique and different. <laughs> you master how to manage them. Do you get it? Do you get me? How do you do that? By you, you know, you can learn about how to raise children. Do you get me? You can learn the righteousnesses about how to raise children. But until you have them, do you get me? Then you can now master how to manage, how to bring them up. And then you now become the king of it. Are <laughs> uh, you seeing how you become how you become the king of something? how you become a king or something yes. by mastery you actually have to do it to master it to become a king of it praise the name of the lord so melchizedek first being by interpretation king of righteousness i'll begin to round up soon and after that also king of salem which is what King of peace. So what thing you want the first one? King of righteousness. So it means that he must have done righteousness for a while. And use it to live. After they watch you, and they are watching you. Do you get me? They are watching you. Who is watching you? The 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 high priest himself who has mastered righteousness and mastered peace. Hmm? He's watching you and he's administering righteousness to you. How do they administer righteousness to you? The righteous nation that keepeth what? Truth. So how do they administer righteousness to you is by truth. They will teach you truth and see what you will do with truth. That's what they are watching. Do you get me? Amen. 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 <laughs> they are extra, isn't it that they are extra energetic today? What is this? <laughs> Praise God. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Or maybe because Tito and Josh is not here. I don't think it would be better at once. <laughs> we have to be taking them upstairs or something. <laughs> Amen. I'm rounding up. So before you get to peace, you refer to Master what? So what the fullness of righteousness is then what? Is peace. Can I show you guys this thing again? Yes, sir. Another light. Now, how would I say if righteousness comes? Truth. By, 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 truth. by truth. By hearing truth. Because word is truth. Yes. 
So by hearing truth, that's how righteousness comes. Then they start watching you. What are they watching for? Are you able to keep it? Can you continue in it? That's the keeping of it. A man who is not keeping it, you won't see me around too much longer. <laughs> He's unable to keep it. So they watch, and they watch you not just for one, one week. They watch, they are watch, they watch us over years, over the years. Hmm? Hmm? Jimmy, your father has been watching you for years. They've been watching you for years. Hmm? That's why they will say, if a righteous man, righteous man, falleth seven times, how many times does he rise up? And what makes a righteous man? Word of truth. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but righteousness of God revealed for. So a man who is hearing gospel of peace is a righteous man. Because what is he hearing? Righteousness. Amen? So they are watching how you keep it. And they know that you will fall. Because a righteous man is only a man who is at peace, who will not fall again. That falling is that I'm not doing it again. It's before. <laughs> they know you before several times. Yeah. But the definition of you being a righteous man is that you are still keeping it. You still like hearing somewhere. You haven't. You you are not unable to severe yourself totally when those falls happen. Amen. That's why I say they've been watching us for years. Huh? They've been watching us. What are they watching? How we journey. How, what we do when we fall. Yes. When we turn our back, what we do next? Do you get me? Even when you've concluded I'm done, what you now do after you have said you are done? <laughs> That's what they are watching for. They, they don't have a problem with you saying you are done. That's not the problem. The problem is what you do after you say you are done. That's what they are watching for. That's how you know someone who keeps truth. Because when you keep it, it's in the heart. As long as it's there, after you said you have done, it's still there. One month later, you say you are finished, you will still be speaking. Now, what are they watching for after you've given up? Are you going to read yourself of all the things that are in there, that have been put in there? That's what they are, that's the keeping of truth. So if you are able to keep those things that have been stored in your heart, even when you things are not working the way you want it to work, I'm not communicating. I say, even when things are not working the way you want it to work, even when you have even turned your back on the path, but the thing is still there, but somewhere you are not rejecting it, you haven't, you haven't yanked it out of your system, then do you know what they will say? It's part of the test. They will say this one can keep fruit. <laughs> yes. It's part of the test. Am I communicating? They will say that this my daughter can do what? Can keep truth. Amen? Then it now says, the righteous nation that keepeth truth so that they can enter the next level. And on the next level, as we have found this piece. Now let's see it more, Colossians chapter 2. And I'll round up here. In Colossians 2, verse 6 to 9, you will see the process of what I just discussed of keeping truth. Then verse 9 is the last, is the piece. I'll round up here. Amen. 
He says, As ye have therefore, I've read the scriptures before, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, meaning you are born again, the next step is what? So walk ye in him. And how do you do that? Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught. What are they teaching you? Righteousness. Mm-hmm. What are they teaching you? Righteousness. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now, verse 8 is the things that war with your keeping truth. Amen. And what did I say now? Verse 8 is the, is the, is the things that war with your what? Your keeping truth. Meaning, staying righteous. Well, excuse me, why do they also need verse 8? It's only in verse 8 that you can gain mastery. <laughs> yes, that's the reason why they allow those things to happen. Those philosophies, those things that will touch you to and fro. They get me. Because if you are able to keep this thing, keep truth, keep not after Christ, right? Keep Christ in the midst of vain deceits. And those vain deceits, they're not just bringing from anywhere. They, they, they design, Satan has it, can design your vain deceit, customize every vain deceit, customize the ABS. ABS, your, your vain deceit is different from what will tempt every. So Satan knows that you design your own. <laughs> pa- customized package of vain deceits. So, it's so customized that it will definitely pull you. Because it's already inside you. It's already inside you. It's a deceit to you, it's not a deceit. It's a want. In fact, no, no, it's not even a want. It's a need. Hmm? To you, it's a need. Amen. All these things are to bring you into the field of exercising. For what? For the purpose of mastery. So that you will not just be a righteous man, you will become a king of righteousness. Ah? <laughs> uh, in tempers, whenever we hear kings, what's the one of the, the top things you hear about them? War. Am I communicating? They are they are warriors. Hmm? Not so? They are warriors. So meaning to become a king. You must not just be a people subject who is here in righteousness. You must use the righteousness to war. Yes, war with philosophy. War with faith deceit. War with traditions of men. The rudiments of this world. They will say, ah, oh, but traditions of men. No, don't worry. We'll just we'll go after Christ. No, all of us have traditions of men. It's called ethnicity. Ethos. Hmm? Amen. One day go with permit because that one is another realm. It's deep. That I didn't do that. Why I didn't talk to verse three of Hebrews chapter seven. Is there? When they're describing the kids today, without beginning of days, end of life, without genealogy, that father and mother. He, excuse me. He had a father and mother next. It was genetics. He had changed as a result of righteousness. Righteousness changed his genetics. That his earthly father was not really his earthly father anymore because the thing that is inside his earthly father is not what is inside him. Who is saying, what do, what do I mean? Hmm? From Melchizedek's lineage, 
It, there was one king called Adonai Zedek, who Joshua had to fight when they entered the promised land. Who was the king of Salem? Hmm? It means he had lineage. He had ethnic lineage. Melchizedek had what? Ethnic lineage. Hmm? Because it's not Jesus, you know. Who would Jesus sell? Had what? <laughs> So it means Melchizedek, if Jesus had mother Mary, and he cried, ah, and Mary would have to carry him to party. Who is Melchizedek? Ah, excuse me. Who is Melchizedek? Is who is higher? It's Jesus now. So it means Melchizedek had what? He had earthly father. Since we are there, let's see. We'll come back to Colossians chapter two. Just, just read uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 3. I won't teach it, but I'll just touch on it because that's one. That is actually the secret of peace. But I don't, I don't want to. We are not there yet. Just let me read it. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, made like unto the Son of God, hmm. abideth a priest continually. Because now he was born of God. When you are born of God, you don't have beginning of days nor end of life anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Born of God doesn't mean that God gives birth to you from whom. It means your content, genetics. It has transformed. Mm -hmm. As a result of righteousness mm -hmm. that you've been hearing. And righteousness that has now been perfected. Mm -hmm. So a man who has come to peace will also not have genealogy anymore. Mm -hmm. Meaning when they see you, it's Christ. <laughs> It's not your father, it's not your mother they will see anymore. Mm -hmm. Meaning every of your mannerism has changed. Mm -hmm. Every of your disposition has changed. All your genetics inclination has changed. Mm -hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. But for another day, because that thing is many. And that one is, let me just tell you the secret. That is the secret to peace. Amen. You can go and prepare yourself with Psalm 45. It's there as well. Amen. It means at that, at, that, at that stage when you have neither father nor mother, you get me? Genealogy. What happens is that God now owns you. God and father. God is now your father. In Psalm 45, they told that woman, that woman who was to be the bride, say, forget your own people and your father's house. Because the Father who is in heaven also has a house. Uh -huh. And God is looking for a people. So, to make peace, really, yeah, to make peace, really, is that God, the, fa the Father, has owned you free. You don't have, you don't have stimulus, stimulus for, uh, for ethnic genealogy anymore, ethnic culture. Anything that's called traditions of men that's on the earth. You know what is this stimuli? Stimuli is that, let me tell you how I know you still have stimuli. Something can go on in Nigeria, it will be affecting your mood here. Are you in Nigeria? You are in Canada. Well, something is going on in Nigeria, it's affecting all your mood here. It means you still have what? <laughs> you get it? And it may be, you get me? So that's what I said, is the, the last thing, is deep. It's deep. Amen? 
When you've made peace, the only stimuli that will be affecting your mood is what the will of God. Am I complicating? When you've made peace, when you've truly made peace, you see how high it is? You see how perfect it is? When you've truly made peace, you are now the Father owns you. What will cause you to have stimuli is if something is happening in heaven where God is seated on the throne. That's what will cause you to have stimuli. Whatever the throne is doing is what will cause you to have response. Not whatever is going on on the earth. Then at that point in time, you have now made peace. Excuse me, now let me, let me prove this to you. Whenever there is ethnic war, let's say from where we come from, hmm? let's say Yorubans and Hebrews, they are fighting. Do you know over time, some of us have natural inclination, do you get me? Back to your ethos, <laughs> to your ethnicity. Natural, natural stimuli to support one versus the other. And God may, who, who is in heaven is not supporting either. Both of them, they are causing problems to God. And God's will is that maybe you should love the other one more. Amen. I know what I'm saying is high, but I'll just leave it there. Let it hang on your head. I'll come back down very soon. Do you get me? Let it hang on your head. But peace, peace is when the only thing that moves you. Am I communicating somebody? Peace is when the only thing that moves you is what happens in your father's house. Not the father here on earth. The one in heaven. Please tell me the truth. The will of your father. The one, the one, the, the thing that moves your emotions. It's not like you won't do things on earth and do things for your father. No. It just means that what will move your emotions, what truly moves your passion and your emotions is no longer here on earth. Are you with me? Is where your father in heaven. Amen. At that time, when you come to that place, what happens is that you'll be, you'll be doing everything you need to do even more than even before for your earthly family member. But you'll be doing it without stimuli. You are doing it not because you are doing it because it is in the scriptures to do it. <laughs> I I recognize it. You are doing it from a higher place. You are doing it not because you are doing it from the place of God's will. Yeah, because God, you are now from another house, from your father's house. Amen. Let me tell you the mind of a man who has made peace. Is that mind is in First John chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen. We don't have to read it all time. He says, "For love, not the world, not the things of the world. But if any man love the world, the world, all that is in it, the love of the Father is not in him." Then now answer the question of what that man should be minding. A man who has come to that peace, that love of the Father. He says, "For whosoever doeth the will of God does what." abided forever. It means that a man who has made peace, all his concern, all his emotions, all his passion is for what? It's for the will of God. And if, maybe if time, if God permits, we will actually explain, don't make conclusion what I've just said yet. Do you get me? So just let it hang on your head. But I'm just telling you how high peace is. <laughs> Do you get me? When you've made peace, what does it mean to make peace? with God. Everything that is in you, there's no enmity anymore. You don't take sides with anything, any of God's creation. 
God created the Igbo man, God created the Obama. Why are you taking side? Mm. <laughs> are you saying? You are now seeing things from the way God sees it. God sees them all as his children. So all your concern, all your stimuli, a man of peace, is to do the will of my father and to finish it. Praise the name of the Lord. So that is the sign of a man who has made peace. No genealogy, neither descent. Well, now that we've talked about the sign, let's leave it there. It's hanging, I know it, I see it. I see it's hanging there, up there somewhere. So let's leave it where it's hanging. And let's talk about how we can, from where we are right now, how we can journey <laughs> to go up to be what? The man of peace. Meaning a king of Salem. Is that not the, is that not where we are going to end up? New Jerusalem. Is that not what they call it? The city. Uh, so is this not for you? Praise God. Uh, excuse me, in that city there's no tribal. The tribes they came from outside. It says the nations of them that are saved shall come into the city with their glory and honor. The tribes are outside. In the city we are one. In the city is Jesus' culture. <laughs> Let me leave it there for now. Let it hang there. Colossians chapter 2, we're reading. So, the reading the exercise, verse 8 was exercise. Five minutes more. Read it. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and being deceived after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now that is peace. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, if a man, if you don't have all the fullness, that fullness, what happens is that, so let's say the fullness is 100%, let's say you have 90% fullness, what is the rest of the 10%? Enmity. That's it. So, that, that discussion of Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 9, 7 was now explaining the process of righteousness as he had been taught, meaning truth. They teach you the word, you hear it, then you keep it. Then you are a righteous nation which keepeth truth shall enter. Then you war, use it to war. What are the warfare? Philosophy will come. Wind of doctrine will come. Hey, this is not the only way. The other way is not the only way to listen to this person, one person. Go and listen to that. All those things are the part of it. Uh, because we never ever said you should only, only listen to us in the first place. But if this is the place God has ordained for you to build truth, then stay there. Amen. Amen. So you see all those warfares. That's how we start with philosophy, traditions. Oh, they will, Satan will come and throw everything that is inside your soul that is his, because he's the god of this world. Everything that is inside your soul that is part of his ethnicity. All those things are part of all those things that he did. He hid himself in. He will come and collect it. He will come and try it. Then you have to use. You have to keep righteousness. You have to keep truth in the midst of those things. That's the exercise. A man who has passed through verse 8 of Colossians chapter 2 and come out on the other side, still keeping Christ, is a man who is a king of righteousness. 
Because, excuse me, after you pass through all those things and you are still keeping Christ, is there, what else? Who, what else does Satan have? I tell you, if you master verse 8 of Colossians chapter 2, Satan will never be able to get you. He doesn't have anything else but those things. What else does he use to tempt us? The world, vain deceit. Sometimes traditions of men have entered religion. You still use, use that one. Yeah. Rudiments of this world. That one is vast. I don't even enter it yet. <laughs> Legitimate concerns of this world. Mm -hmm. You know what rudiments means? The elementary things, things that are needful in this world. Yeah. It, it's too legitimate. He wants to use legitimate things that you need to do. Use it to pull you away from keeping truth. In fact, that was the last thing he tried to tempt Jesus with from going to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus cut him. He says, Satan, thou saverest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. That's the rudiments of this world. And who asked him, is God not concerned in the affairs of men? Yes, he reigns in the affairs of men. He wants you to do those things, but submit them on that truth. If there's a if push comes to shove and you have to make a decision between hearing truth, keeping truth, and keeping rudiments of this world, put it aside. If push comes to show that you have to make a decision between keeping truth and getting this particular husband, put the man aside. It's part of the rudiments of this world. <laughs> and continue on truth. Because truth will definitely set you free. And actually, God reigns in the affairs of men. It means all those rudiments will also be answered. In its time. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, a man who has passed through verse 8 of Colossians chapter 2 has become the king of righteousness and is now ready to change his name to Salem, to peace. Can we begin to appreciate God today? Let's give God praise. Father, we exalt your holy name. Uh, we give you all the glory. We thank you for blessing us today, this afternoon. We thank you for impacting our lives. We thank you, God, for this open door that you have set before us. All the adoration be unto your holy name. All the praise be unto your holy name. Uh, both now and forevermore, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.